You got the card I sent? I did. So where is it? What? The card. Is this it in the trash? No. This is my card. You threw it away. Well. I put a lot of thought into this card. You signed your name and you addressed the envelope. It's not like you painted the picture and wrote the poem. Fine. I gotta get back to the office. Why? Because I threw the card out? How long was I supposed to save it? You have no sentimentality. I have sentimentality? Really, I'm sentimental? H here, look. Here's some cards I've saved. These are birthday cards from my grandmother's. See? I'm not a bad person. Oh, so you save her cards, but not mine. Great. Well, but you see, I saved something. See? I can save! September 4th, 2022. Hi, everybody. Hello. How are you? I'm going to hope that you're well. How are you, Susan? No, we don't want to go into that. Oh, no. <laughs> bad news, bad news. It's fine. Everything's fine. Is it, though? Gratitude. That's my gratitude practice. I just say gratitude. You sound very gracious. Really angrily. Yeah, it worked really good. Yeah. Okay. That's how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> yep. That's how you show your gratitude. You can look it up. Don't look it up. <laughs> Welcome to TWIP, my friends. Hello. Good to hear from you. We're not hearing from them. They're hearing from us. Good for you to hear from us. <laughs> That's presumptuous, don't you think? <laughs> Maybe it's not. This is great. <laughs> this is TWIP. This yep. is what you get. Yep, yep. Nonsense. Yep. Nonsense. Okay. All right. Um. <clears throat> right. Okay. So I should have mentioned this in the last episode, but I forgot because it sneaks up on me every single year. But August 22nd was Pendant's birthday. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. 18. Why do you have to tell them? <laughs> I get so mad at you. <laughs> it's all thing to be proud of, though. Is it? That we've been around so long and we're still going and turning out great shows. Mm -hmm. We're turning them out. It's good. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You don't seem very excited, Susan. <laughs> I'm very excited. Let's uh -huh. move on. <laughs> okay. So um, last month, uh, we had some really cool uh, stuff with going on with our shows charting around the world again. Uh, check this out. Okay. So Kingery uh, made it up to number 69. Nice. Yeah. In sci-fi in Switzerland... Can you believe that? Wow. Um, the Pendant Shakespeare made it up to thirty, number 31 in all of fiction in New Zealand. Seminar made it up to number 18 in sci-fi in Hungary. Twip, this here show, made it up to number 22 in sci-fi podcasts in Hungary. Oh, no. There's a lot of confused Hungarians, aren't there? <laughs> Why are you listening? Welcome. I mean, not that we don't want you to, just explain. So let us know. Or I'm, just, you know. What's going on over embrace there? Embrace the confusion. Are that you is all twip. okay? <laughs> is everything all right? And uh, Genesis Avalon made it up to number 22 in the sci-fi charts in Sweden. Wow. And those are all on Apple Podcasts, uh, the pod Apple Podcast charts. So right, right, That's right. really cool, though. Uh, we're getting all of this sudden, you know, global fan base. That's really neat. That's nice. I like it. 
I don't know if it's sudden. We've always had an international audience. Well, okay, yes, that's true. But I guess we never had this information before. And it, that's true. And when we had access to it, it wasn't showing up for a while. So this does seem like a semi-recent thing that more countries have been discovering us somehow. Or Apple got their act together in some way. No. <laughs> that doesn't Certainly happen. not. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then, um, remember how last episode... We said we might have a preview trailer for Cylon, the Secret and Impossible League of the Noosphere. Yeah, remember we said that? Now we do! Wow! Listen! You can hear this message, then it's meant for you. Not everyone can discern this wavelength from the noise and static. The fact that you can hear my voice from the noosphere is a gift. I'm here to tell you the history of a secret league of exceptional people caught out of time in the noosphere. You may think of the noosphere as the sphere of the mind, and we can travel within it. We are, in effect, inside thoughts inside ideas. What do you make of this, Father? We Never Sleep is the slogan for a private detective agency. They're looking for something. The tether is secure in Chicago, 1856. We are anchored at the source of the anomaly. I will go. A woman may... A woman may discover secrets in places a man could never hope to enter. The first X point will be defined in three, two, one. Ah, look around us. Chicago, America's Midwestern metropolis. I'm thoroughly delighted. You are Miss Kate Warren. Who are you? Ideas are in motion, my dear. Dangerous people are making dangerous plans. What does that have to do with me? You want to know everything, or don't you? Take my hand. I suppose I never was one for caution. Tally-ho! Discover the secret and impossible League of the Noosphere in a six-part adventure called The Baltimore Plot, an original sci-fi action-comedy-adventure audio drama from Pendant Productions and Live Girls Theatre, launching everywhere podcasts are found and at PendantAudio.com. Cylon theme composed by Michael Acherich. Songs Association and Destruction and Assume the Worst by Josh Molin at thetoonpeddler.com. That's all we got for this, this episode, so we're going to move on to the interview. Okay, let's do that. Next! <laughs> Whoa. From the outskirts of Philadelphia, we have Cole Koslov on the line. Good evening, sir. Good evening. How are you doing? evening here. We're both in the same time zone for once. Yes. So it's night. <laughs> Let's call it what yeah. it is. It's night. <laughs> no, doing very well. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Let me say right up front, thank you. I know this was kind of last minute. I really appreciate uh, you taking time today. I'm, I'm happy to do it. Uh, Tilly and Pendant have been very good to me, and I'm happy to do them something back in return. Cool. It is much appreciated. 
So um, this is really laid back. I have questions. You have answers. Otherwise, this is very short and one-sided. Cool. And um, so let's let's start with um, how you found your way to Pendant. Uh, I have uh, followed slash known uh, John Rogers, the uh, writer and showrunner on Twitter for years. Um, and I have found uh, him to be uh, someone of remarkably good taste. And a couple months ago, this would have been uh, maybe the last, maybe January or before that, um, I saw back when I still looked at Twitter, he had put up a tweet of, hey, this podcast is looking for short submissions. They're really good. Give them a look. And, and him saying that anybody was really good was enough to get me at least interested. And I went in and looked and I saw the, the, the rec was for, uh, I think it was a Twilight Zone style short audio. And um, I, oddly enough, I never considered myself somebody who does that kind of specific Twilight zone thing. Mm -hmm. um, partly because um, one of the few people I would never dare to compare myself to is Rod Serling. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> but I had an idea just looking at stuff and I sort of sat down and, and banged it out and sent it off really sort of not expecting anything, but it felt good to kind of do it. And I heard back from Tilly a couple of days later saying, Hey, we're gonna do this. And that was fantastic. And, you know, sort of went through the process, uh, got the raw audio, uh, did the, the uh, commentary with Garen, came mm -hmm. out, dropped, and it was, it was very, uh, what's the word for it? It was weirdly inspiring. I, I, I realized how awful it sounded to say that my own stuff inspired me, but uh, doing, writing something that somebody else likes enough to make is, is a very cool feeling. Oh, yeah. 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 Normally, my stuff gets produced because I produce it, so having somebody else do it <laughs> was, was very cool. So this is um, a short that it was in Seminar 104, right? Yes, uh, called Ostinato, which in right. retrospect is a terribly sort of twee and arch name that I regret, but it is <laughs> technic it is technically musically accurate. Okay. So, yeah, so, you know, we hear from writers and they say that, you know, they, they do the writing and then they kind of never know what, it, it, they got to, you know, hand it off to the directors and then it's kind of like out of their hands and it's it's a weird feeling to let go of that that thing was it was it weird for you to to let go like that surprisingly it was not oh. um i i had it especially because someone who i wrote and produced my own stuff on stage for years um mm. and from that always having been involved from from literally the first idea to strike in the set kind of stuff Mm -hmm. The notion of, so wait, my job's done here. You just, this is, I, I, I always say, if somebody else wants to do your job for you, let them. And, <laughs> and, and so now I was able to sort of say, once I sent the last draft off, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, it's down to these guys now and everybody seems good. So I don't really have anything to worry about. And it turned out I didn't. Cool. Very cool. Um, and you decided to do it again. You liked it so much. 
I did. Well, I, I'm I'm the very cliched writer who hardly ever writes, and that's that's a whole other show. But um, <laughs> I, I literally saw a thing on the pendant Discord from mm -hmm. from uh, this was back in May, and it was like we're really hard up. Can somebody get us something in the next? I think it was like five days, and I was just about to head on vacation uh, to Southern California, and I said, let's try the you know the the Stephen King. Rudyard Kipling writing in a hotel room thing and see if that works. And it did. Mm. Um, for whatever mm. reason, sitting in an Airbnb in West Hollywood, I was able to do something that ended up being way too long. We cut about a third of it mm. uh, from my first draft to the production draft. But uh, okay. no, again, I, I, we, we, we did a lot of work on the story in 108. Um, okay. And again, and I've, I've said this on the Discord and other places, um, I have worked with a lot of, of terrible editors, but uh, Tilly is probably the best. Uh, her suggestions, and if you've done, everything she said to me was, nope, she's absolutely right. I dropped the ball here. This is a screw up. She cleaned it up. Um, and then the last draft, it was great. And, but the story was, was based around uh, a school shooting. And then one happened here, only a right. few miles away. Right. And, at the time, I was like, you know what? What are the odds this is going to happen again when we release? So let's rework stuff a little bit to be a little less timely, which sounds weird, but right. No, no, uh, you want to be sensitive. Yeah, it's and it's. I years ago had a podcast, and we had recorded uh, an episode about Akira um, that was set to drop, I think, two days after the Boston Marathon bombings. And we got together and said, look, it's not, you know, giving a tarot. It's, it's, it's just really insensitive to release this right now, a show about a teenager who blows up a city. That's just not nice. Right, um, right. And then we actually ended up never releasing it. Kind of got lost in the ether. The, 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 the mythical Akira episode, which <laughs> was probably not much more comprehensible than Akira, but. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So you've written two shorts for, for Pendant now. Yep. Do you do um, like either long form or series in your, in your writing travels? When I can. Um, I did work on, I finished a screenplay in 2018 that was absolutely abysmal. But it was one of those things like, at least, you know, I did it once. I can say I sat down I, over the course of a couple months and I banged this thing out and I did it. Um, my writing now tends more towards prose um, just because of the way I sort of think about things. Um, it's funny because I came from dialogue, from, from theater. And the first things that I wrote in, in college uh, we used to joke about my collected works, the plays I wrote in college. Um, when I was, when I was banging out a one act play every week or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I got, not self-aggrandized, I got really good at writing dialogue and not very good at writing anything else. So um, the last couple of years, I've been trying to force myself to, to learn, basically. Um, there's a book somewhere that if I can sort of knuckle down and make myself finish it um the parts of it that i've done i, I really like which is unusual 
uh, and not just for me, I know a lot of writers who, who can't stand their own work. So I, I'm, I'm happy I'm not alone there. Um, but I do the, 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 the audio format, which is still, you know, just a play with slightly more information uh, coming through the characters. Mm -hmm. um, what, what made me want to do in the first place was, so all I've got to do is write dialogue. I mean, you've got to write a story, but mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about, is my prose any good? I don't got to worry about my terrible scene descriptions. And I can just tell a story through voices, which- And you have audio cues too. Yeah. Well, when I, when I acted, my thing was always like, I, that was how I got into the character was, was through voice, was what does this person sound like? And right. audio, it's, it's all that. And it's, it's, it's weirdly liberating to me to be able to sort of cast off the shackles of everything but dialogue and just tell a story by people just talking to each other. Have you, um, oh, my train of thought derailed. This happens. Welcome um, to my world. Yeah. So um, have you done a lot of audio drama acting? No. Um, I think I did an audio play maybe once in college. Um, I acted on stage off and on for 10-ish years. Mm -hmm. um, found that uh, the life of the theater character actor um, is a little more hard scrabble than I really wanted to be in mm -hmm. my late 20s. Um, mm -hmm. I had been producing. We, uh, a friend of mine, we founded a theater company way back in the 2000s. And, mm -hmm. and that for me was a great way to sort of express artistically with and still be able to pay my rent. Um, right. Because I had, I had I had gone to a day job by then. Um, I, I, I I loved making art, but I loved paying rent more than that. <laughs> um, and no, I mean, yeah, God bless them. The actor friends yeah. I knew back then who who didn't, who were like, who were cool. I'm going to live in this cigar box under an overpass in the worst neighborhood in the city. But you know what? I was Hamlet last week, so. And I, I wonder, in the end, which of us really ended up giving something up. And uh, spoiler, it was me. So, so um, do you see yourself writing more stuff? Absolutely. Um, I had wanted we there, there was a there was a call. I think it was a few weeks ago for whatever seminar might have been mm -hmm. one ten or one oh nine. Um, a, I don't want to bombard pendant with stuff um and i'm i'm not to that place yet where i can just sit down and start something i've, I've i still need an idea to sort of mm -hmm. that i can recognize quickly oh this can support 10 minutes of just audio um i once wrote a, a 10 episode youtube series in a mm -hmm. couple of weeks because oh okay if i can if i have a set if we have all that kind of stuff that makes your job both easier, but also makes it harder to be good, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so the audio stuff, initially I rejected a whole bunch of things because like needs too much explanation is too visual. Um, 
is too complicated kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, once we have the confluence of a submission opening and me basically having an idea that can be done with three or four people in purely audio, I, I will definitely write it whether or not a pendant wants to put it up is, is, is their call. But I'm, I'm definitely going to at least send them stuff again. Cool. Well, that would be all, that will be awesome. I'm sure. Thank you. Um, are you working on projects outside of pendant? Um, like I said, I've, I've got a book that I try very hard to work on and don't succeed as often as I do, or as I would like. Um, actually, <laughs> the first story I did with pendant was an was a sort of weird spinoff of this book I've been working on for a couple of years. Um, when we did it to sort of do a really quick recap, um, the short story I ended up writing ended up being the first act of Hamlet in space, and a sort of weird. <laughs> Are you familiar with our with our pendant Shakespeare show? I I am. Yes, <laughs> I, I keep I keep waiting for audition for that because that's the one I really want to do. Um, but no, I had come up with this idea for this book years and years ago, which was at the time ended up becoming Henry V in space. And then sort of noodling around there, I thought, what about Hamlet in space? That'll be fun. And I, um, it literally came from, I was watching The Hollow Crown a couple of years ago, which is the BBC's films of, of the Henriette. And I was watching Henry IV part one and uh, the character Dal Tearsheet comes out and said, Dal Tearsheet is a great name for like a space opera about a pirate, you know? And I sort of let it go. And then when the pandemic started, I was watching it again. And I thought, Dal Tearsheet is a great name for a space opera. And that time I actually worked on it. And I thought, oh, so what does that look like? And I said, well, why don't, why don't you do Henry V? And the book kind of came out of there. And that, and part of the reason I have trouble getting work done is because I think, okay, Henry V in space. But then I also think, okay, but what about Othello in space? And what about the Scottish play in space? And what about Hamlet in space? And what about Romeo and Juliet in space? And I, rather than so actually- we did, if you go into um, the show's website, one of them is in space. I want to say it was Othello, but I could be wrong. And I swear, I, I think I just saw that last week, one of the shows is, was a bunch of Shakespeare and space stuff. So I, I remember thinking, oh, good, I'll sue. But I don't think I, don't think I have <laughs> a claim on that. Um, but yeah, I, I use world building as an excuse to not actually just write the damn book. Um, but some of that led me to what became that first story um, for Pendant. You know, a, a haunted castle in space mm-hmm. where, where, where the king is killed by his brother. And it, it was actually, we talked about this on the commentary, um, when I got sent the, uh, the audio for it, the first raw audio, um, the actor who played uh, the character Orson, which would have been the, the sort of the passage of Old Hamlet, I listened, I said, this guy is exactly what I heard in my head when I was writing 
and revising this. And apparently nobody knows who he is. He's, he operates under the pseudonym Mr. Blackwell. And as I said to, to Garen, like, I want to thank this guy. Like, I really want to reach out and like write him a note. And he's apparently some ethereal internet figure. And I can't actually <laughs> grab the guy and tell him, no, you, you, you nailed this so well. It's actually, it was actually better than what I heard in my head, which is, is I don't say that very often. So <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward, uh, the next one we're doing is a two-hander and I'm really, really looking forward to seeing who ended up in that because we, there's some great people working on these and um, hearing somebody other than me say my ridiculous backbreaking dialogue is, is really exciting for me. Cool. Um, what's, oh, my train of thought did that again. It's been a long day. Yeah, it has. It, this is one of those um, days where you say, yes, today has been a long week. Um, so we're going to do this thing um, called bullet questions. Sure. First answer that comes to mind, there are no wrong answers usually. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> um, and I try and give equal time around. So when I ask one question, you're probably going to guess what like the next one's going to be. Okay. No worries. So cool. really easy. Favorite Muppet? Rolf. Nice. Uh, favorite pizza topic? White pizza. Um, what do you have on a burger? Bacon, uh, pepper jack cheese, and a raw onion. What shape french fries? McDonald's. So shoestring. Shoestring, yeah. Okay. Um, favorite DC movie or TV show? Wonder Woman. Um, favorite Marvel movie or TV show? Oh, um, Gotta give equal time. Um, honestly, Iron Man, the first one. First Iron Man, okay. Yeah. Um, Favorite DC villain? Sinestro. Favorite Marvel villain? Oddly enough, Kang. Kang? Yeah. Um, favorite Star Trek movie or show? Deep Space Nine by a mile. Although Strange New Worlds is, is getting close already. Isn't that show awesome? Oh, it's, Holy cow. It's, and, and Pike's hair, it's the dream of every man over 40. <laughs> there was an article I saw about the top 10 Pike hair episodes. Yeah. No. <laughs> or it ranked the episodes by his hair. That's I'm, in, I, I'm, I'm into that. Um, same question for Star Wars. Favorite show or movie? Rogue One. Rogue One. Interesting. Yes. Okay. And favorite Shakespeare play? The Tempest. All right. Well, thank you for that. I, say, I, I feel good. I only have to think about one of them. Um, in fairness, there's what, like 419 Marvel movies now? So one in give or take. Yeah. It's, I mean, uh, Iron Man was the one that sort of uh, opened me up, said, this is what these movies can do. 
Actually, mm-hmm. no, I should have said Black Panther because Black Panther is that only more so. But yeah, yeah. But the, 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 the proof that these movies are are and can be more than just people in bright costumes punching each other. Yeah. And he that casting was just I mean, come on. Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. Yes. I mean. <laughs> Never have we seen like the more perfect marriage of, of actor and character. Mm-hmm. Because like we said, he was radioactive in 2006 when they cast him. They, they, they were risking everything. Was he radioactive? Yes. Was he, he was still? I mean, because it had been a while. Unemployable, more or less. It was that, I remember the story, Disney, or not Disney, Marvel was banking everything on a guy who you weren't sure if he was going to finish your movie. Like I could have sworn somebody talked about them being able to get a completion bond for for Downey, and mm-hmm. it turned out to be the best choice in movie history. Maybe <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. the, the joke we tell now is: I want to go back to college me when we're sitting in the lounge in my dorm, watching Swingers over and over and over again. And <laughs> we want to point it at you. See, in twenty years, he's going to be the most important person in the world. Right. Mikey? Yes, Mikey. <laughs> yeah. Now or go back a little farther. See this guy? Ducky? <laughs> He's going to be a great villain. Ducky? Yes. Ducky. Ducky. <laughs> I, I, I love a good sort of late career genius pivot. You know, mm-hmm. um, Favreau, although I mean, Favreau was, was making movies the whole time. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, and look at what else he's doing. It's not just that it's freaking yeah. Star Wars too. Holy. And they, they must've had a meeting before the Mandalorian, right? When they're in pre-production and Disney had, I think this is what happened. Disney came to them and said, look, you're going to be the flagship show when we kick off this streaming service. You need to do something that is going to make the fan base lose their minds. And they went, <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> we can do this. <laughs> it's I mean, I, I'm I'm a I'm a huge Dave Filani stan. Mm-hmm. Like I, I everything this guy touches just turns to gold. Um, but he's also he's he's humble and he's cool. Yeah. And I know folks who will like see him walking down the hall at, at Star Wars Celebration or Con. And if you see him, you can walk up to him and say hi, and he'll talk to you. And mm-hmm. like sort of nicest guy in the world, but also a, a pure creative genius. Um, he's basically, if, if, if George could write dialogue, I think you'd get Dave. Right, right. <laughs> um, I'm watching Light and Magic now because my friends pushed me into it. And I said, I'm worried this show is going to have more Lucas than I can tolerate. And they said, don't worry, he disappears on the second episode. Like, <laughs> okay, cool. So I'm, I'm going to shift a, a bit because cool. truth be told, um, dear listeners, we were nerding out over this kind of exact kind of stuff for like a half hour, 45 minutes before we even hit the record button. Yeah. So if I don't pivot now, it's going to be like another hour before it dawns on me to go, oh, yeah. 
How long do we want to spend talking about Guardians of the Galaxy? Because I've got, I can do it. Whatever, whatever the number is. <laughs> we may have to save that for the next one. <laughs> so um, can people find you on social media? They can. Uh, I am technically on Twitter at Cole Kozlov, C-O-L-E-K-O-Z-L-O-V. Um, I am intentionally bad at Twitter. Um, I, it, Twitter does bad things to me. So I try yeah. to avoid it whenever possible. I've been angry tweeting a lot lately. Yeah, it's, I mean, I have more or less completely stepped away from social media and the internet in general. Um, before we were talking, you, you told me about a Wonder Man show that I didn't know existed until half an hour ago. <laughs> That's, so I, I am purposely out of touch. But um, especially- Yes, for around, those of you who are fans of Ben Kingsley, it was announced today that he will be in the Wonder Man series. So you're welcome. So great. Um, so yes, uh, you can find me at Cole Kozlov on Twitter, which I try to keep positive and sort of writing art related. I, I want to do that just so I can, literally so I can say, hey, here's this book I read that's great. Go read this. Here's mm-hmm. this movie I saw that's great. Um, the only thing for me that Twitter is useful for is if I read a good book or see a good movie, I can just pop over to whoever and say, hey, I really like this. Thanks. Um, which is, is my very, very small attempt to push back the tide of horror that is Twitter. Okay. Yeah, there, there's some real winners out there. Yeah. So people can find me on Twitter at JG underscore QA and on Facebook, facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N-D-O-T-T-L-I-B dot 5036. Why am I on Facebook? Well, because of pendant stuff and because of Farside. The, the rapper? No, Farside cartoons. Oh, okay. Gary <laughs> Larson has come out of retirement. Okay. Farside cartoons get posted and they make me smile because I remember when they first came out. So once again, I am just learning this now that there's actual there's actual new Farside. They're they're not every day. But yet still. He has come out of retirement. Oh, my father and me used to buy those books and like just sit there and pass them back and forth with each other. Um we could just I still remember Bummer of a birthmark, Hal. It's the greatest (laughs) single comic I've ever seen. Just Midvale School for the Gifted. And, and that was oh, the next one I was going yep. to, I swear to God, was, yep. Midvale, was Midvale. <laughs> We're going to the vet and I'm going to get tutored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The, the news that Gary Larson is out of retirement is, is, makes me very happy. That was definitely a good day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before this gets um, even more insane... I'm going to go ahead and kick this back to Tilly and Susan. Thank you again. Not at all. For coming on. And we will kick this back. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Coming out Wednesday, September 14th, Double Falsehood, Act 4, The Pendant Shakespeare. Leonora. Leonora. My heart. Well, he's a sweet a man, heaven comfort him, as ever these eyes looked on. If he have a mother, I believe, neighbors, she's a woe woman for him at this hour. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why should he haunt these wild, unpeopled mountains 
where nothing dwells but hunger and sharp winds. His melancholy, sir. That's the main devil, does it? Go to, I fear he has had too much foul play offered him. How gets he meet? Why, now and then he takes our victuals from us, though we desire him to eat, and instead of a short grace, beats us well and soundly, and then falls too. Well, I see. Even where the night o'ertakes him. Now will I be hanged, and some fair-snouted skittish woman or other be not at the end of this madness. Well, if he lodged within the sound of us, I knew our music would allure him. How attentively he stood and how he fixed his eyes when your boy sung his love ditty. Coming out Wednesday, September 28th, Genesis Avalon Patriot, Episode 6. Wait, I've met you before. <laughs> oh, hi, Alicia. Not your heart. You were in my dreams. And, oh, gods. I remember you now. You were the old man. The one who helped me save Jack on the battlefield against Morgan. You were there, and no one believed me, but, but you were there. Pretty impressive thing you're claiming. You're just an old fisherman by the sea. But I'm right, aren't I? I could smell seawater that day, as if you'd just come up from the waves. Which one of them are you, for real? Every Avalon, whether she has the full measure of her powers, or is still learning, as a patron, Alicia. Maybe I'm yours. La la la, the show is almost done. Yay! Alrighty, righty that's the end of your episode. Well, we did it! I guess technically the end of the episode's a little bit after what we're saying now. Yeah, not now, but soon. Oh, stealing jokes from Mel Brooks. Soon. If you're gonna steal, you gotta steal from the best, right? I steal jokes from everyone. I'm an equal opportunist when it comes to joke stealing. Equal opportunity joke thief? Yes. And caffeine consumer. Oh, oh, we're just gonna start adding things? Yes. I just did. That's what I did. Oh. Joke thief and caffeine consumer. I'm putting this in my bio. What bio? I don't know. I'll put it on my resume. What resume? <laughs> That's not important right now. What is important right now? Nothing. <laughs> this is Twip. You're probably right. <laughs> Be sure to stop by the website at PendantAudio.com, the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash PendantAudio, the Twitter feed at PendantWeb, we're on Tumblr at pendantaudio.tumblr.com, and you can look up Pendant Productions on YouTube if that is a thing you would enjoy doing. Yeah. And that's it. Uh-huh. And now there's a helicopter. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I'm not going to edit that out, so if you hear it, don't blame me. Well, I guess blame me. I don't care. A I genuine... Blame me, but I don't care. Helicopter. As opposed to a fake one? Yeah. What? I could fake one. I'd like to see it right now. Fake it. <laughs> Come on. No. You could fake one. You, you just said. I don't we think have I the could. Record. Let's do it. <laughs> wow. That wasn't good, see? No, no. That was great. <laughs> we'll see you back here next month. 
This is using bridges. And Tilly bridges. And and Tilly bridges. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You forgot your own name. <laughs> to the Hungarians, I would just like to extend a humble apology. Um, and thank you for listening to this utter nonsense. Thank you. And we're sorry. The theme to TWIP is Mr. Exposition by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. The end of the show. At 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 the end of the show.